Hello, and welcome to the Love Says Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Johnson, and I'm coming to you from the coast of Maine. In my work as a life coach for the last 15 years, as well as in my personal life, I keep coming back to seeing the beauty of what unfolds when we each uniquely find our way back to a place of love. Love can get us through the most painful moments. It can give us the freedom to grow, the courage to change. And love can also lead us to a whole lot of peace, joy, and possibility. So let's see what happens in us, in our life, and in our world when we listen in to what love says. Welcome to the Love Says Podcast. This is Elizabeth, and I am grateful to be with you at this moment in time when you are listening to this. Today, we are heading into a topic, a focus that I have been thinking about a lot, and I feel at moments like I'm really expanding and evolving in this topic, and then other moments I feel like... I have no idea what I'm doing, (laughs) and I feel like I'm regressing back into the old conditioning, and isn't that kind of the dance of life so many days, right? So today, we're going to be talking about giving and receiving, the art of giving and receiving, the dance of giving and receiving, the challenge of giving and receiving. And towards the end of this episode, we're going to go into a soft curiosity about the ways that we are being called to evolve or open up our experiences with giving and receiving. Because one small shift can make such a difference for ourselves and also for those we are in community with and connected to. I wanted to start with sharing a personal story about just one of the things I have been looking at and observing and bit by bit being open to evolving. And when I was thinking about this dance of giving and receiving, one of the things that feels like it comes up pretty quickly for me is how there are ways that I am really comfortable giving or really comfortable receiving and then ways that I am not, right? And how some of that is from conditioning or from old stories or kind of inherited beliefs from our society. Um And then there are moments around the giving and receiving where I feel within myself like I am, it gets really out of balance. Like I almost will choose one way and that will be like in in all honesty and especially with my work, I feel more comfortable giving. And that is, I think, connected to like my innate what I'm, when I want to give into this world, what I'm called to give into this world, some of my gifts, some ways they love to be of service. And I also, though, need to always be kind of checking in with that and saying, and this is where I got to, which I'll tell you the personal story in a moment, this moment of like, and where is 
the extreme of a certain behavior, being being comfortable with only giving in certain settings, where is that holding me back from balance, from vulnerability, from allowing myself to connect in a deeper way? So I was imagining my first image when I thought about, and I'm guessing you listening to this, you may, you know, you if you check in with yourself right now and you have a moment where you're like innately where you are in your life from just how you live right now and maybe how you practice. I don't necessarily mean what is authentically the most for you, but just what what you are familiar with. Are you more comfortable with giving or are you more comfortable with receiving? Just one question to check in on. And from everyone I've spoken with, there usually is one that is stronger. So, and then usually another that needs some like nurturing, uh, cheerleading, encouragement, uh, little like extra plant food to grow. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like thriving on its own. Um, so, yeah, just checking in with yourself. And I, my first image when I was imagining this image of the energy of giving and receiving, I was imagining how many of us can get so comfortable with one or the other. And it, I'm almost imagining a seesaw where, let's say you're always giving, so you're always like the bottom of the seesaw, that energetic, right? And who you're giving to um, or who you imagine is receiving is always at the top of the seesaw. And so you're in this like energetic, right? Or vice versa. You're like always up in the air. It feels like you're very used to the receiving, but you're not as used to the giving, right? So if it switches or it shifts um, or all of a sudden that giving or receiving isn't available from someone, um, because the relationship has changed or perhaps someone passes or life changes and we all of a sudden that that seesaw can kind of jolt us the other way or like when we have the rug pulled out from under us, it can be very jarring versus what I'm imagining today and what I'd love for us all to like have a moment of of a touchstone with is this energy, the image I'm imagining is the energy of giving and receiving where you're receiving, let's say, I'm almost imagining energy kind of through the top of the head and coming down and then it goes out the heart and you're giving and then it goes through the world and through others, kind of up through the divine and then it comes back to you and vice versa. You can also be receiving from others into your heart and then it goes up and then through the top of your head, it's this giving. So I feel like at its essence, that flow, that energetic flow of giving and receiving, they work so well together, right? They they kind of dance in this pas de deux, you know what I mean, of moments when there is both available and when, when giving and receiving are both being practiced, there can be more flow, right? There can be more energy, there can be more trust. And so that's what I've been, instead of imagining myself on the top or the bottom of a seesaw feeling like I'm friggin' stuck where I am because it's what I'm used to, I'm imagining more of that flow of like almost that that flexibility, that malleability of energy that way I can continue to evolve how I give and how I receive. And that can open us to new experiences, that can open us to new connection, that can 
allow us to be more of who we innately actually authentically are versus what we were conditioned to be or told to be or chose to be to kind of stay safe, um, stay included, not rock the boat, you know, when we were younger, which, and that could be, you know, making sure that we act in a certain way that doesn't rock the boat in our family unit, in our community, in our world. It can ripple, ripple. We can see that. So the one personal story I was going to give was in the thinking of all the different ways that we give and receive. And in a minute, we're going to do a fun little exercise around that. But I was thinking about how the ways that I feel comfortable giving, the ways I feel comfortable receiving, and how I'm grateful, and that they they had also started to feel limited. And I had a moment with a loved one who actually someone who works with me, and um, I'll say her name and I'll check with her to make sure it's okay. But but Sue DeSalvo and I have been connected and worked together back and forth for. I think a de- over a decade, over a decade. And Sue helps me so much in my work in Elizabeth Johnson coaching. She does like all the backend admin stuff and she's amazing with things that make me systems wise really anxious. She's like stays calm as a cucumber and can just like figure things out. So we connect and I receive support from Sue. And I feel like I also give support. It's one of these really like back and forth um, relationships which to be honest, side note, that is my new desire is that each relationship will have a back and forth and each relationship will, right, have giving and receiving and that that can evolve. And that doesn't mean that any relationship will be all. It will not be giving all or receiving all from any one person. I think it's totally unfair, very unrealistic. So back to Sue, we had this moment, we, again, working together for a very long time, and I was getting ready to launch the podcast and my ego voices were, as expected, freaking out and telling me awful stories about how horribly it was going to go, <laughs> just like worst case scenario per usual. And so I reached out to Sue about something logistically or to let her know, okay, we're, we're launching the podcast on this day just to let you know. And and I had this hit. It was just that, you know, those little pops you get where I all of a sudden felt, I all of a sudden was like, I feel like I want to ask Sue for something I've never asked for her of her before and see if I can receive the support from her in a unique way. Side note, Sue is a tarot card reader and I had witnessed her Instagram account and I think it's Zelda.tarot. And I've been observing, observing, loving it, but I never like asked for a specific read. And all of a sudden my intuition was like, Elizabeth, what would feel great is if you could have Sue fix that back end like financial thing and send you a tarot reading for this podcast. And so it's so funny. I felt that. I got so excited. I felt this peace. It's kind of like when you're at um, a farmer's market or a grocery store and you see a piece of food and you actually feel your body craving it, being like, oh my gosh, I want that. Or like you're walking through that, you know, in the fall, that apple orchard and you're like, oh my gosh, an apple. That would be the exact thing that would just like support me right now, right? And so I had that feeling about asking Sue about about the tarot card reading for the podcast. And then immediately, just so this is if you have that pull and that pop of a new way of 
of giving support or receiving support. My thing is usually there's that pop, there's that opening of that new idea, and then almost immediately, depending on how um, against the old conditioning it may be, almost immediately I my voice was like, it may be too much, you may not be a place for it, maybe I shouldn't. And when I followed that train of thought all the way down, it actually... I knew I could say to her, if you're not in a place to do this, please don't do this. Or if this doesn't feel aligned to you, right? This is a very important thing to be able to honestly say to the person you may be asking of something or giving something to. If like if this isn't aligned for you, please tell me. I completely respect that. Because sometimes it's not, right? But that wasn't actually what my ego was getting all loud and up in arms about. What my ego was getting up in arms about was the vulnerability I felt to ask for support, the vulnerability to even say, I'm kind of freaking out right now. I know I'm meant to do this, but I'm scared. And I don't think I can do this alone. And would you be willing to support me in my vulnerability, right? Would you be willing, like, again, there's this interesting thing, and I I grew up really taking this on for myself of like, it's safe to show up if I'm fully put together, right? Or if it's safe to show up if I'm like a success already. It's safe to show up if I have the answers, right? Which is ridiculous because 98% of our life is probably living in the questions, right? Or learning and building or not being right at the top of these summits, right? Where we have this moment where to our mind and our ego and our society, it may look like a success, but it's like the whole, it's that whole real point, like that this, like it is the destination is the journey. The whole point is the journey, right? So, but in that moment, that old conditioning was like, don't ask for support because if you ask for support, you're actually being honest about the fact that you need something and to need something means that you aren't like whole, full, all that stuff. And I was like, oh man, like it was, it really blew my mind. It it blew my mind and it also, it made me emotional at the time because it was this uh, realization yet again because of just certain ways, expectations I had of myself that I would rather go it alone and kind of save face than be vulnerable and in the middle and messy and unsure and mid-question um, and be seen in that. And so that's something I really have been working on. And again, logically, if I look at that, or if someone said to me, I'm going to reach out and ask for like an inspirational message for someone or encouragement, I would say 100% for other people, do it. But for myself, right? So, and then I, I wrote to Sue and of course she was like, yep, on it. <laughs> I can't miss a beat. And... And sent me this beautiful reading that I could receive. And it was like there was this medicine in her, in her gifting me that, right? And, and that's, I think, what so much of authentic receiving and so much of authentic giving is actually connected to. It feels like medicine, right? It feels like bomb. It feels like alignment. And it does feel like that continuous invitation to remember we are not supposed to do it alone, right? We are meant to be in community. We aren't supposed to have all the pieces figured out. We aren't supposed to reach, quote unquote, the top, which there really is none. But like in our minds, we're not like... 
that's that's not for me what this life is about. And so in looking at this giving and receiving in that one moment, it felt so vulnerable. And and I'm grateful it felt so vulnerable because it really shone a light on where I was ready and just needed to practice and ask for support and ask for guidance and ask for trust that I could be open to receiving. And in doing so, and let me know if you think, if you feel this, but in I feel like every time we authentically expand our receiving or authentically expand our giving, the other does expand as well, right? Or deepen or widen. It's this fuller life experience, right? It's like, I almost feel like the ways that we're trained for giving and receiving, we're like on this balance beam, right? And it's like, you watch those Olympians on those balance beams. Oh my God, it makes me so anxious because if they, there's just no move movement. There's no flexibility. Like they have such a, a small space. Like, and if we just look at that for giving and receiving, if we're so used to staying on this balance beam of our knowingness um, and what we allow ourselves for giving and receiving, we may be really good at one. And I'm not saying we get rid of that one. If it's authentic to you, we keep it. But there's so much more. It's like the difference between like being on a balance beam in relationships versus being in like a giant like meadow. <laughs> you got like a space to play and explore. And there's woods and then there's beach and then there's rocks and then there's a cave. And that there's just so many more places on the map of life and relationship to explore when we allow ourselves to expand these ways we've been conditioned. And so again, for today... I want to ask a question now of, of us, of each of us, a couple questions, and you can think these out loud. You can pull up a note on your phone. You can pull out a notebook. You could speak them out loud back to me and pause if you need more time. But I want to first, I want to ask and have you just like feel into what is for you at this moment, what is the gift of giving? What is the gift of giving or what are the gifts of giving? And what are some of the ways you already authentically give? It may be in your baking. It may be in your hugs. It may be in your writing. Maybe in your attention and your patience. What are some of the ways that you authentically give in your life, in your world right now? And if you need more time, pause me always. Now, what is the gift or the gifts of receiving? What are the gifts of receiving, authentically receiving? And what are the ways you already authentically receive? And you can keep adding to those. So the gift 
of giving, the gift of receiving. We get to keep playing with those. Now, I want to head in just for a moment into a little bit of the, I would call the squidgy territory of what doesn't feel great. But when we look at the the ways that are no longer working or we where we feel stuck, that illumination on these things allows them to uh, evolve or have the space or the consciousness to transform or to grow. So I just want you to do another moment of free writing about where do you feel stuckness or some like outdatedness in your ways of giving? So where do you feel stuck or like there's some outdated things happening when it connects to the way you give? In the United States, when I'm releasing this episode, we're heading into the Christmas holiday, the Hanukkah season, the Kwanzaa season. We're heading into these holidays. I grew up with Christmas. And so, as you can imagine, so connected to um, physical gifts. And there can be a lot of old expectations, conditioning around the way we give gifts, how much we spend how important it is, how we kind of like do better gifts than the year before, better gifts than, you know, a friend or but like our egos go kind of bananas with gifts when we've been kind of conditioned into these holidays that weren't, weren't meant to be around that to begin with, but have become that and can bring us a lot of joy, these gifts. So back to the free riding, where may you feel stuck or like you're in outdated, having an outdated experience with giving. And then with receiving, where do you, where may you feel stuck or like you're in an outdated way of being around receiving? Like for me, I was like, I'll receive, I'll receive admin help, but I won't receive spiritual or emotional support in a moment of insecurity, right? So where, where do you feel stuck or kind of limited around the ways that you are receiving right now? I want to ask, and this is around giving and receiving. I also want you to notice if you happen to be answering like only one of them, I started to do that with myself where, um, yeah, it could be the one you're used to. It could be the one you feel like you're more in need of, which you're allowed to do anything you want with these questions. However, I just, it's an interesting thing when we talk again, instead of that seesaw thing about that like flow of circular energy of giving and receiving to see if... Um, yeah, just witness, right? If you may don't maybe don't feel comfortable with one or you're like all in for one or and that may be your intuition just guiding you to nurture one versus the other because it's really out of balance or sometimes it could be a part of us is scared. And that for that question, if you just go into just what am I afraid of and you just ask that scared part, like where that that little anxiety in your stomach or that um, that kind of part of your system, like what are you why are you afraid to write about receiving? Like, what are you worried about if you 
write about where you're stuck with giving or you're afraid you have to change and your whole identity will change. And then no, I mean, art, it's amazing when we can unravel those fears, but we unravel them so that they don't have as much hold over us and that we they're unraveled so we can uh, weave something new. It's not in that old knot that keeps us stuck. So the last two questions to think out loud, write out loud, when it comes to giving, authentically giving, what are you being called to next? Connected to giving, what are you being called to next? Just notice if you may get little butterflies, you may get a little anxiety, you may have some peace. And then connected to receiving. I think I just say giving if I didn't swap them, but connected to receiving, authentically receiving as who you are now at this moment in your life. What are you being called to next around authentically receiving? And you could, what's so interesting is you'll, my guess is you may, from thinking about these or writing this out, you may have one little nugget open. Like for me, it was like, it's okay to receive support and witness no matter where you are, as long as it feels like safe enough, safe to my body, safe to my intuition. My, My younger part that's getting used to a new way of being may not feel safe for the beginning, but deeply, deeply it felt safe to receive that love and support from Sue right? So just like, again, just kind of feeling into your answers, seeing what pops up, even if for the next week or two, you just observe these moments when you're giving or these moments when you're receiving and just see how it, a moment of observation or a moment of like, how do I want to give during this holiday season or this random month? That's not a holiday when I'm listening to this. How do I want to receive? And this is also, it could be a beautiful one to kind of check in with, I don't know, once a month, you know, it's like almost this, like you could put in your calendar, just check in with giving and receiving. Like, am I on a bounce beam? Am I on a seesaw? Or am I kind of more in that flow where I'm being filled? That's the coolest thing is when it's authentic, which we cannot do all the time. It's not possible. I don't think it's possible. Um, But when we are connected and we're listening and we're allowing ourselves to be and then to grow, when we're giving, we're fed. When we're receiving, we're fed. When the other person is giving, they're fed. When the other person... So it's that's why I feel like it's this innate medicine because it just feels like love for all, right? And oh yeah, I should just like throw in as a side note, like again, what does love say about you being open to giving? Or what does love say about you being open to receiving? Or if you've been overly open, what does love say about you being more discerning, intuitively discerning about giving or receiving? So again, it may be an opening. It may be like a choiceful, intuitive discernment to balance. It's always this like this dance of balance, right? I want to say one thing before we wrap this up. Um, I want to say just a moment of the difference, and I'm so curious, if you have any thoughts on this, I would love to hear about this, but the difference between the energy of receiving and the energy of taking. 
And to me, I think there's so many different ways of looking at this, but there are moments. One example, Lord and I, we both work from home. It's like beautiful at times. It's very challenging at times because we're like in our own little worlds in the same home. But there are moments where I feel like each of us want to like receive attention because something's happened or we're working through something or we're really excited about something. And, but what it actually feels like, like if we check in, we've been talking about this, if I check in and I know Lauren doesn't have the capacity, right, to, to she's in the, she's going from one work meeting to the other. She just ran out into the kitchen to get like a snack, right? And she doesn't have time to like, again, be able to give attention. What it all of a sudden starts to feel like is that all of a sudden I'm trying to take attention, right? I'm trying to grasp for attention. We see this in our world in so many ways. We see this with the land instead of receiving from the land. We may take from the land. We see this in our kind of economy instead of receiving from like a flow of collaborative economy. We can feel taking like we're taking. Um, it, it goes into that. It's very much just a part of that ego landscape where someone wins, someone loses. Someone has more, someone has less. In that, in the matters of like the divine landscape, the flow of of giving and taking, of receiving and and giving, um, it's not taking, right? Because it's these beautiful moments, and maybe keep your eye out to witness this, a moment when we are authentically receiving from someone who is authentically giving, nothing is being taken, right? Nothing is being lost. No one is left with less. And I know that this can be challenging. It's not, I don't think it's one of those things that we innately do, or again, because of how we grew up and we're in a world where there is give and take and there is less and more and there is all, our fear is always trying to grasp. However, this is why we drop into the heart. This is why we drop into that soul. This is why we drop into that, please, you know, guide me for the highest good for all, which includes you and includes me. So just that moment of and again, I'm not saying taking is off the table. It is a part, I think, of our human ego nature. However, when we're aware of it and we can have moments where we breathe through and we kind of get creative or we bow out of the dynamics for a moment to say, wait, I don't want to take. I want to receive. And that requires me listening to what is authentically being given. In Braiding Sweetgrass, which is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful book, the author talks about how our land, right, and the bounty, the land gives us, the harvest gives us so much. But if we're expecting harvest every day and we start to push the system, you see where I'm going here? So there's that as we listen into ourselves intuitively, as we check in with our community and our relationships and the land in this world, where can we pause for a moment and be open to receiving where giving is available and vice versa? Where can we not push giving or force giving or try to manipulate through giving, which each one of us is going to do at one point or the other or all the time, but when can we give when it's authentic so that actually who is receiving it, they can actually receive it. It is healthy for all. It is loving for all. So that is giving and receiving. I'm grateful to talk about it because it requires me to keep looking at it and practicing and expanding and not doing it well and then having a moment of beauty with it the whole ride, as you know. I want to say um, we just 
last month. Uh, if you are hearing this episode when it's first released, we just last month have begun and started a Patreon community. Um, Patreon is a way of whoever wants to support the podcast, supporting the podcast, the team that creates the podcast. There are four entrepreneurs that we, we create this and get it out to you. And it allows us, I was at a point in my personal world where I was right on that edge. I was right on that balance beam of not being in a place where it was sustainable to fully support the podcast self-funded as I had been doing, where in my life I needed to be putting some resources into some other areas. And so out of out of what felt like scarcity came this seed of an idea from my wife originally um, about welcoming and collaborative support and sustainable support for this work. So if you are in the place to do so, and if you want to do so, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash the love says podcast. If you are already a patron, it means the world to us. It still feels surreal to me that the support is coming in and um, and my hope is it just continues to authentically grow as it is meant to. And over on Patreon this month, connected to this episode, I'm going to do, um, it's like this workbook dream book um, where connected to the ideas of giving and receiving, where there will be exercises and journal prompts and some fun tools connected to this very subject. Because hopefully you got to write some things down during this episode or think some things out. And with the workbook over on Patreon this month, there's something about when we write out what is kind of swirling under the surface or what is unspoken or what has been stuck. It's just like all of a sudden, like, you know, those wheels that work together and like sometimes in movies to like stop a clock or stop a wheel, like stop something, they put a stick in and it stops it. It's like there's something about writing to me that it pulls out that thing that has been caught, like caught the cogs in the wheel, and it allows things to flow again. It allows authentic release to happen. It allows new experiences in it, in. it allows remembering, and it allows reconnection to loving truth and loving support. So that will be over on Patreon if you want to join us. And what I wish for all of us is a season of giving and receiving that is more beautiful but more real than we would have been expecting. And how even by just having a moment, you may even just write a little post-it, like giving and receiving, <laughs> giving and receiving, or I am open to evolving, giving and receiving. I'm transforming the way I give and receive. Like I am guided by love in the way I give and receive because this is all whole energetic, loving connectivity dance anyway and giving and receiving is such a beautiful uh challenging awesome part of that so I send you love I send you support I send you belief that we can change and we can grow and we can evolve and transform and also this deep knowingness that just as we are at this moment is enough it is enough. So, so much love to you and I will see you on the next episode. I want to just give an extra thank you to the Patreon community for those of you who are patrons of this podcast and are supporting the creation of this work. 
I and the team just want to put our hands together, put our hands to our heart, bow in gratitude to you. Your support means the world to us. And if you would like to join us on Patreon, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash the love says podcast. Okay. Thank you. And I'll see you soon.